I almost don't even want to speak. It's just that quiet. I don't want to interrupt the silence. But then what else did I do? And let's face it, I have been enjoying it all day. And from what I know, it's going to continue for the next few weeks. Monday, January 3rd, 2021. I'm Steven Sersky. Thanks for listening. Thanks for finding this year podio uh, cast. Yes, it's a podio cast. Very soon, I think it might, I might actually have to call it an audio experience. And I had this thought because of all the things that I append to the uh, show every day, and not every day, but a lot of the days, I'm starting to think that this is more of an audio experience than the other ones that do call themselves an audio experience. I mean, not only do you get the talk, it's, you get sound clips, you get uh, tracks, music tracks, you get all sorts of different things. I mean, it is an audio experience. Not only that, I've even rec- recorded it, you know, circling around in two different channels. I mean, it's not always just stereo output. Sometimes it's right, sometimes it's left, and sometimes it's somewhere in between and all over the place. It is an audio experience, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> But I've been calling it an audio blog for so long. I have to update all my uh, templates and everything. Uh, not sure I'd want to do that just yet. Uh, that being said, I did spend most of the day updating my website. Uh, and it did take quite a while because the internet's really slow. And I'm not sure if that's because uh, there are more people at home or if there are more people... Like, I don't know. I don't know because... As I mentioned, it is very quiet, which is usually indicative that people are leaving the city to go back to their hometowns. And I'm not sure... This is actually kind of confuses me. Because uh, I know uh, one, of the, one of the guys in my Chinese class, he teaches at a university, and he's like, I got two months off, paid. <laughs> oh, you, oh, I remember those days. Those were good. <laughs> Those were nice. The other girl, she I don't think she is. She works a, like an actual corporate job sort of thing with a company. And um, I just got thinking, like, well, what, if, if it's becoming silent in Beijing and people are leaving, how are they still working? <laughs> like, is everyone taking two months off? Or like, are they, have they been working remotely since a, a long time ago? Is, is, is this whole economic shut down pandemic working from home idea not new to these Beijing workers because they're like yep been doing it for years do it every spring festival I'm not sure how, how what else would explain just the, the lack of people the lack of dogs and if there's no dogs that means there's nobody around because those dogs have to go somewhere unless they're all being locked up at home or given off to the shelters the, the doggy hotels or whatever they have around here. I know there are quite a few pet shops around my my neighborhood. Not entirely sure where all these dogs have gone. No problem. I'm not complaining. Good. Because I'll tell you, one thing I've noticed early in the morning, it's uh, even at 6 o'clock, 6.30, no dogs out. And by no dogs out, I mean there's not... None of them are barking. Which means that lady with five dogs or six dogs isn't out there with... You know, walking around so early in the morning and let her dogs yap about everything. 
That being said, I did get up very early today. I got up at 5.25. Didn't get out of bed until a bit later. But I was out the door by 6 to do my three-mile run with my weighted vest. I did not want to. I'm not going to lie. Oh, goodness, did I not want to get up. Oh, and it was kind of... It wasn't that cold. Because I have these um, special clothes that... Uh, well, these, these winter clothes, like these athletic clothes that were made for winter so it's not that bad outside when i go running i think the only other piece of clothing i would buy um would be a pair of winter gloves for running because uh, i don't have those just yet maybe i'll go get some tomorrow um but uh yeah so i was out there six o'clock this morning and then i did my club um my steel club swings after that so that was good got that all out of the way very early seven thirty, eight o'clock done did some chinese as well chinese review um, and, you know, looking at it, now that we are, uh, quieting down around the neighborhood means that there's going to be less work, means that my work is going to be a little bit more quiet because not, not only are, is spring festival coming up, like not only is the semester over, but spring festival is coming up next month, one month away, exactly at the exact same time as spring festival, the Olympics start. So... There's a few things that are happening in the next uh, month that sort of mean that there might not be, I might not be as busy with work. And this is going to give me some time to get some other things done. Hence the reason for spending all day updating the website and uh, finally getting a lot of those December drumming tracks put up. Um, a lot of the um, audio blog tracks also put up finally. Uh, I'm not sure if they've updated, if they've actually posted just yet. Uh, but I was in the process of uploading the MP3 files prior to going shopping, so I'm not sure. I'll have to check on that in a bit. Uh, if you haven't listened already, January, January has started as of January January 1st, so I've got the first two tracks up. Uh, today, I actually I was, I, I did say I was working on a trilogy. I might take a break from that uh, and come back to that trilogy in a little bit, um, only because it was a lot easier to start uh, writing a song uh, just using the instruments on the uh, on uh, GarageBand, and I was wondering how easy would it be to automate an entire band. I remember when I was a drummer, like playing live gigs and stuff like that. You know, all you know, especially some shows. Oh, you can, you know, we just get a drum machine replace you. And then, well, today I just replaced them. I, I, you can be the judge of whether it's any good. I'm listening to it, going, you know, for background music, it's. It does the job, <laughs> which is what I think it is. So all I'm using is the the automated functions of the uh, the bass, uh, the guitar, uh, the drums. So I'm just compiling them all together and uh, just creating different song song sections. That's it. It's kind of funny how easy it is. Um, anyone can do this. I think it, it. What it would come down to is your composition skills, basically. Uh, that that would be sort of the biggest challenge you would have if you were going to simply automate all of the different uh, instruments, uh, the players involved. So yeah, working on that. Uh, I'm just about done uh, today's track, so I'll have that up shortly. Hopefully I get it done by midnight because I don't want the same backlog that I did for uh, December drumming. But yeah, I'm thinking back, you know, November, December, that was really busy. I don't know how I got all that stuff down. I don't know why I decided to do December drumming in December, when I can't, I think I kind of assumed that December was going to be quiet, not realizing that December is usually a pretty busy month. Like 
nine, all the Decembers I've been here for this job have always been busy. So picking out a, a December drumming challenge this year was kind of a bit more, um, it was a little bit more work than I thought it was going to be, to tell you the truth. Uh, that being the case, I did spend some time uh, looking forward a little bit more, because with January, that's so, so it's all song a day, great. February, might use that to finish up some projects. March, I mentioned I was going to do motion before, and I think that's a good idea. You know, spending a month digging into this uh, motion Apple motion software that I've had on my computer for years. I touched it last year. I use it every now and then, but I really want to get dive into it a little bit more. And there's a lot of uh, YouTube tutorials that uh, can take and show you some really neat stuff. The other thing that I was checking today, though, was I mentioned uh, before that I want to do Adobe, uh, not uh, yeah, Adobe After Effects in April because I've never used it before. Well, then I was looking at the subscription, and it's eighty dollars to get the like the full Adobe Creative Cloud for a month, a one-off payment. I'm like eighty bucks to rent a bunch of programs I've never used before. Well, I've used some of them before, but never a lot. How fast could I learn each of those programs? So this got me thinking. Eighty bucks. Why not? I mean, it's only what three bucks a day, three dollars US a day um, for an entire month you just pick one of the programs and you learn it or two or three days like there's some of them like adobe premiere pro you don't really need to know that i mean I, I use final cut i don't need premiere pro something like after effects that would be kind of neat to learn not just for its title generation but for some of the other compositing for the, um, the motion capture things like that that it can do but there's also two other neat ones adobe animate and adobe, adobe character this apparently it's a, it's a motion capture technology. So not only can you capture your movements like a cartoon, like to so a cartoon character will follow your movements. You can animate it the same, even better. So it's basically taking out all of the stress of animating and having to track the phonemes of the actors' mouths before you actually animate the sequence now it's all done automatically so i got thinking I'm like this actually might this might yield something kind of interesting so then i get thinking well okay wait a minute if it's 80 bucks for one month to learn it and since may you make your movie comes right after april well what do i just combine them to those two and actually i could straddle the the two right so if i really want to make it fit both of my projects or just pay for two you know 160 dollars and now you've got these all these film tools, these digital creation tools that you can use starting April 1st to May 31st and generate quite a bit of uh, content, quite a bit of experiments in that time. It might be fun. It might be something uh, taking a look at and sort of doing a little bit more I don't know, thinking about. Don't get me wrong. It's $160. I don't just want to be flinging this money away. And I know April is very busy. So if April's going to be really busy, I don't want to be spending my money on something that I can't use right away. That, that kind of bothers me. Speaking of spending money, I got a Garmin heart rate monitor. If there's any sign that you're an old man, it's a heart rate monitor, isn't it? Well, now they're all trendy. You see people wearing them around their chests, and this thing 
it's actually quite uncomfortable to wear. I, I, I can't say I really like it, to tell you the truth, in terms of wearing it. Because, uh, first of all, I'm not sure how tight it's supposed to be. Uh, I was walking around with it today, and it's, you know, it's, it feels like it's a training bra, almost, to tell you the truth. Uh, but it sits right in the middle of your chest, uh, just under your, your pecs. Um, and the, the strap itself, uh, it's soft to touch, but if you're wearing it, it just adds a little bit of friction where you're kind of like, that That gets annoying. It, you feel it all the time. It's a little bit, uh, just, you notice its presence, which is annoying, um, aggravating a little bit. It does track quite a few things, but in order to get the running information, apparently you have to have a Garmin watch. And I am not prepared to shell out 2000 Kwai, $400 for a Garmin watch just yet. So we're sticking with the heart rate monitor. That can track my workouts, and the little Mi Fit band that I have can track everything else. Speaking of which, the thing is kind of dying. Uh, I'm not sure why it's not responding as well, as well as it did before. It no longer tracks my exercises, and it no longer t uh, turns on every time when you touch it. You have to finagle it a little bit. I'm not sure if the sensors are dirty or if the thing is just old. Like it, the device itself, I think, is about five or six years old, uh, but I've only had it for about four. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it's just the life cycle is it's coming to an end of it sort of thing. Uh, not sure why. Too bad. I'll, I haven't had a chance to look online or or talk to anybody else who has the thing to see if they have uh, uh, are having the same issue. But yeah, Garmin heart rate monitor. Uh, I'll try it out. We'll see how it works. Um, I did get up early and do my morning workout today, but uh, tomorrow will be a, a, a recovery day, a little bit of a slower workout. Uh, but I'll wear it anyway just to track it, just to see what it's like. The the information is nothing new. Like I've been tracking my heart rate and um, what you call it, like heart rate, calories in, calories out, steps. Like it counts all this sort of mundane stuff that you don't really. You can use other things to track, um, but where it sort of excels is um, the fact that it just gives you it it all in a very one one place. And again, with the it, it like you can use it for swimming, you can use it for cycling. I think it automatically detects what you're doing. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, so, or if it just catches everything and then you have to figure out what activity you were doing. I'm not sure. That's why I want to try it tomorrow just to see if, uh, what it does in terms of activities. Um, I went for a walk today and it didn't seem to really do anything different other than just say that I did a bunch of steps, right? And then track my heart rate. Yep, yep. You were moving around at this point and you weren't moving at this point. That's it. We'll see how it works. If I don't like it, well, it cost 800 kwai, um, which was not too cheap, but also not too expensive. That you know, I've pissed away more money at the bar before, so I'm like, if I can do that, I can put 800 kwai on in towards you know, wearing a, a, a fitness band, basically. We'll try it. If not, then I'll go get a new watch or something, and we'll see uh, how that uh, sort of. Oh, maybe the watches are better. I just, buying a watch, though, I don't want to break it, right? I don't want to spend too much on a watch that, you know, when I'm swinging kettlebells around and it's, it lands on my wrist, it cracks a thing, right? Like how then then 800 kwai doesn't seem such a bad deal for a fitness tracker, you know, uh, for something that's just tracking your heart rate. One other thing I uh, got to uh, do today, finally, I've been meaning to listen to this podcast for a while, uh, there is a podcast um, by a couple of 
um, Chinese people, uh, not Chinese uh, learners, I guess you call them. I guess they they were foreign. T- they were teachers before. They're they're not anymore. Um, what was the? You can speak. You can learn Chinese podcast. That's what it was. And I can't remember which episode this was, uh, but I downloaded it a couple months ago. I, I assume if you uh, Google searched it, you could learn Chinese podcast. It'll pop up. Um, the one that I listened to today was about why is Chinese so difficult. And some of the things they talk about in this episode, I mean, I found myself agreeing with a lot of it. Um, there's actually two guests on this podcast. There's one guy. So they talk about why Chinese is difficult. And then the second guest is a lady who's now living in Canada, but she's from the States and has also lived in Taiwan and in mainland China. And she talks about her sort of life of learning Chinese starting in university and, you know, up to current days and sort of the uses of the language in the modern day. Uh, This podcast was recorded, oh, probably just about a year ago or so. So it's still relevant to an extent. Um, One thing they talk about with the, the the Chinese language acquisition right now is just how much easier it is for people uh, to access the language. Not necessarily because teaching methods have gotten better, but because there's more resources available. Chinese dictionary comes to mind. You know, how do you look up a word in a Chinese dictionaries? It, well, it's difficult if like nowadays that's one of the reasons I sat down to learn how to write Chinese characters was so that I could use Pleco, which is like the the well-known Chinese English dictionary on your cell phone, I wanted to know how to write the characters so it would recognize it the first time and not just keep on copy-pasting uh, characters from wherever. Especially, how do you copy-paste from a page? Well, you got to take a picture, then you got to find opinion. This way, I want to know how to enter in. I want to know how to write down a character so I could find it in an electronic dictionary easier. But if you don't have an e-dictionary and you got a paper book... How do you use those things? I mean, you look at a Chinese dictionary, you're going, ha, 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 there's an alphabet. There's a stroke order, which you have to know. And if you don't know the stroke order, good luck. I mean, some of them are based on pinyin, but then you need to know the sound of the character, which you can't guess all the time because of the character. Interesting podcast. Overall, it says that um, Chinese is difficult because it, it relies on these pictures uh, that don't have any associate that have an associated sound, but no hint as to the sound. And in terms of acquiring the language, since it's so different from Western languages, who are you know a lot of us Westerners are learning Chinese now, it's because of that one fact that there's no cognates, there's no cultural interaction uh, or integration that we can rely on. I've said this before about French, Spanish, and Italian, how they're very similar languages, especially if you learn Latin prior previously. It's a lot easier to figure those languages out. Chinese, you don't have that same sort of luxury. If you're to study Japanese and Chinese, one after another, you might find it a little bit easier in that sense. And some of the other, maybe the languages around, you know, in in southern parts of China, uh, that might be a little bit easier for you to pick up. But, uh, yeah, you're not coming from English to uh, Chinese and, you know, know, finding it just a swim in the park or walk in the park, a stroll in the park, whatever it is, right? And there's a lot of little nuances in the language. It does take time. 
the one thing they did say is that um, the people who say it's easy are the people who like just are absorbed in learning the language, and the people who find it very difficult, like very, very, very difficult. Oh my God, this this is impossible. Are usually the people who are just trying to get by using like a phrase book, and you can't do that. You can't rock on up to China with the phrase book and expect to say a sentence and then have people understand you. I can tell you this doesn't happen because with that phrase book, you need to know the pronunciation of those words, like the tonal pronunciation, and you're going to get them wrong if you've never heard the if you've never spoken the language before. It takes a very long time to develop the nuanced tonal aspects of the Chinese uh, language. Not impossible, but it does need to be practiced. Apparently, there are apps on the Google Play Store that you can download for this. Uh, I haven't worked on it too much. My big focus has been vocabulary. And especially now, as I'm kind of looking at this um, this time that I have, I'm going, well, no, I, th I think I still want to be focusing on vocab. But it does make me kind of think, you know, it might behoove me, it might benefit me quite a bit to spend two months just working on pronunciation, just on the tones. We'll see about that. I mean, it's, it's a good idea. And I think uh, you hear, I, I hear some of my colleagues who speak very good Chinese, and I go, I wonder if they just spent just a, a couple weeks focusing only on the tones and then just being able to speak so much better afterwards. We'll see. Okay, I'll leave it there. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I, I appreciate it. If you've um, just found me, you can head on over to my website, stephenserski.com. There's all the um, last couple of months audio, blog, uh, audio blogs archived there. And uh, along with the December Drumming Challenge, I put up a new page for the January 2022 Challenge. So that's up there as well. And then you can look forward to another track as well tomorrow. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Send this off to someone else if they need to break their silence. Uh, you know, if they're sitting around going, hmm, I wish someone was talking about stuff that I don't really have to listen to. Or they want to learn more about Chinese. Send them a link. I'd appreciate it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.